What up, world? It's your past first point guard and trailblazer reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen every single day, free on all platforms, five days a week, coming at you every single weekday, having a whole bunch of fun all off season long. So make it a part of your daily routine and make it your very first listen. Today's show is a fun one. We are. I am going to be joined here in moments by Tad Boyle, the head coach at the University of Colorado, who recruited and then coached Jabari Walker for two seasons. We'll get some insights on what Jabari was like coming out of high school, how he improved at Boulder, and what are the next steps for him as he transitions to the pros. It's a ton of fun, and Coach Boyle had some wonderful insights. So check it out. Joining me now... University of Colorado men's basketball coach Tad Boyle. Coach, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. Doing great. How you doing? I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm doing better because I've got to watch Jabari Walker play basketball for three days now in Vegas, and he's a pretty enjoyable fellow. Uh, you had the opportunity to coach him and recruit him for two years in Boulder. Uh, I want to start with how you guys met because it's sort of it, it's it's becoming a small legend out here in Portland. Is it true you'd really never seen him play before uh, offering him a scholarship? Well, no, that's not 100% uh, factual. It's, uh, you know, I, I'd seen him play in the fall before his senior year mm-hmm. at uh, Compass Prep in, in Arizona. But I, to be honest with you, I didn't get a great, great evaluation. I mean, it was, uh, it was one of those situations where I said, okay, this kid's got a chance. Um, I don't know how good he's going to be and when he's going to be good, but I know he's going to be good. And uh, so we recruited him all year. It was the year of COVID. Right. <laughs> So, you know, we had the opportunity to to watch him throughout the year, but then COVID hit and, you know, recruiting kind of came to a standstill and we started recruiting on Zoom. There you go. And so we had a Zoom call with with Jabari and his family and got to know him and and, uh, you know, talk to him about what Colorado basketball is all about, and how we really believe in developing players and we're not concerned about where you're ranked and who else is recruiting you and those sorts of things. So, uh, you know, I think they, they liked what they heard. And quite frankly, they took a leap of faith. When I say they, his family, right. They took a leap of faith with us. And, uh, cause they didn't know anything much about us either, other than, you know, what we showed them on our zoom calls. Right. You don't get to do the things that you do on recruiting trips and go into people's homes and meet face to face and do all of the, you know, what makes, quite frankly, July special for college basketball coaches. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and more importantly than that, it's it's the fact that, you know, we didn't get a chance to have him on an official visit. Like right. he never stepped foot on campus. And so, you know, it was a leap of faith from our standpoint and it was a leap of faith from Jabari and his family standpoint. And, you know, it's funny when we signed Jabari, we also signed a kid named Tristan De Silva, mm-hmm. who's a very good player. He'll be a junior next year. But we also signed a kid named Jariah Horn. And Jariah was a grad transfer from Tulsa. And the reason we signed Jariah was we weren't 100% sure how good Tristan was or how good Jabari was. Sure. And I remember having a conversation with Samaki, Jabari's dad. And I distinctly remember him saying, you know, coach, I hope he can help you by the time he's a sophomore or junior. You know, he's he's got a ways to go. And I said, oh, yeah. I hope so, too. I hope it's sooner than that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when he got on campus and, you know, we went through workouts and it became apparent that 
um, this kid's going to be good. And uh, we've always been a, a school and a program that believes in redshirting. Uh, we've had right. great success redshirting kids, especially kids that maybe aren't quite ready uh, for Division One basketball when they come out of high school. Uh, so I, I've, I'm not afraid to do that whatsoever. But in Jabari's case, I felt like he was too good to redshirt. Like, he, this kid's going to be able to help us, you know, this year. And he did. But what? we had Tristan, we had Jariah, and and so he split time as a freshman. Right. And and it was uh, uh he was he was great with it and played his role and and did, and he played with a great point guard McKinley Wright, which really right. helped. You got and you guys were really good. <laughs> were and we were 10. good. Yeah, we had a good team. Yeah, yeah, we no question NCAA tournament team. So, and then you know it was funny the uh, the next year it was it was it was Jabari's time. Right. So what did you see before freshman year that said, hey, this this kid is going to play year one, first year on campus? And where did he take steps from freshman year as a role player to sophomore year when he was, a, you know, a star in college basketball? Yeah. The, the two things that I felt like Jabari did well, uh, for especially for a guy his size, is he rebounded the ball very efficiently. Um, I always look at rebounds per minute. I don't sure. look at total rebounds. So, for example, Jabari played 15 minutes a game, you know, as a freshman. And he played, you know, almost almost 30 minutes a game as a as a sophomore. Well, yeah, his, his rebounding numbers went up, but his rebounding per minute numbers were relatively uh, – I mean, they went up a little bit, but uh, the, the time he was on the floor, he, he would get rebounds. So that was number one. And then number two is ability – to take and make open shots yeah and you know he was a great standstill shooter uh, again playing with mckinley Wright, playing with you know other really good players kind of alleviated some pressure off of him so he got wide open looks he, he made five threes against georgetown in the ncaa tournament and they were all you know wide open looks and and but he makes them you know there's guys that can take shots and there's guys that can make shots and jabari it was very apparent that he could make shots so those two things are what stood out. His role changed significantly from his freshman year to his sophomore year. He right, went from a right. role player to a starter. Guy played heavy minutes. Guy, you know, we were really counting on him to help us win games. And it takes time. You know, I always say, you know, development is a process. And you, you have to respect the process. There's no fast forward button. Uh, you wish you had it as a coach. Players <laughs> wish they had it, but they have to go through, you know, the the process of going from a role player to a to a starter. And who's, you know, you were maybe the fourth or fifth guy in the scouting report your freshman year, or your sophomore year, your your first or second. You know, defenses are designed to 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 stop you. Right. And that takes that takes a while to adjust to that. And it took Jabari a while. Today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com, the family business specializing in helping do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. That's two decades of experience helping you save time and save money, real money, like 30 or 50 or 100% compared to when you go to a chain auto parts store or a car dealership. They, they are born online. They do not suffer from the challenges of a brick and mortar store. They just can't possibly carry all the parts for every make and model that's on the road. Now, Rock Auto was built to save you money, and they're still doing it now. So head on over to their website. That's rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or your truck. And while you're there, make sure to write 
Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That way they will know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right. Let's get back into it. More of my conversation with Colorado men's basketball head coach Tad Boyle. Were there concerns? You know, he started sophomore year a little bit slow, and then he was just great to finish the season. Were there concerns when you said, okay, you know, he's clearly ready to take a bigger role, but when it didn't click right away, like what what were the adjustments you and him had to kind of make to for him to figure it out or for you guys to figure it out collectively? I think the biggest thing was he put he was putting too much pressure on himself. It was sure. all between the years. His his stroke was his stroke. Like he he's a good shooter, but he was putting so much pressure on himself to make shots. And sometimes he would force them. And sometimes, you know, he would miss a shot and you could see the frustration because he expected to make every shot. And and I think about midway through the season, I remember a conversation Jabari and I had in December. And I said, listen, man, you're you seem like you're playing with expectations that are weighing you down on your shoulders. And, and unfortunately with the, the, the world we live in today with social media, with all this chatter and talk and noise (laughs) that is in these kids ears and around their families, they put so much pressure on themselves. And, and my job as a coach is to take the pressure off them. And you got to play the game for the joy of playing the game because you love the game, because you love your teammates, because you're in college, you're, you want to have fun. And so much pressure is put on these kids to, to get to the next level and, you know, come out early and all that sort of thing. And I said, Jabari, you just got to play your game. If you just play your game, the rest will take care of itself. And he started doing that. And that's why I think as his sophomore year developed, he really started to, play better. I'm not saying just because of that conversation, but I think it was a mental adjustment that he had to make. And to his credit, he made it. Sure. And, and I'm really, I'm really proud of him for doing that because it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, the, just the, the load to, to go to make that progress from freshman year of college to sophomore year of college is a, is a major step and to do it in season is an even bigger one. Was, was, was there a yeah. moment when you were, you know, watching him or coach him in practice and said, Oh, I think he's a pro. Well, I, f- I felt like that at times when he was a freshman, quite mm-hmm. frankly. And it was just a matter of time, uh, a matter of, of, of when. And, and look, you know, at the end of his year, at the end of his sophomore year, he- here was my message to Jabari. My message was, listen, you're 19 years old. You're still developing. Now, the good news is, is you're going to be a pro. You know it. I know it. Uh, I think the NBA people know it. Uh, your family knows it. Like, you're going to be a pro. The question is, where do you want to continue d- your development? Do you right. want it to be on an NBA team? Hopefully, you know, and hopefully he makes the, the, the Blazers roster, right? Gets a roster spot. And if he doesn't, you know, then it'll be on a two-way contract in the G League, assuming that happens. Uh, again, I'm not privy to these conversations, but that that – you know, one of those two things is probably going to be true for you, Jabari. Right. And, and the, other, the other option is come back to college and continue to develop at Colorado. And that's a decision you have to make, your family has to make. And, and, uh, and he made it. And we're supportive of it. And, and I'm, you know, there's nobody rooting for Jabari Walker. 
uh, more than more than uh, the people involved in Colorado basketball. We want to see him do well and be successful and have a great career in Portland. Yeah, CU has had some uh, sneaky success with NBA guys. Like D- Derek White is was a huge part of a team that could have won the NBA championship. Uh, Spencer right. Dinwiddie obviously found his footing with with Dallas and was a big part of a team that went to the Western Conference Finals. It's it's yeah. a you know it's a team it's a program that has had uh, some success churning out pros in the league. Uh, yeah, Alec Burks. Alec know, Burks, right? Alex, he's Alex he's good, been he's eleven good. years in the NBA now. Yeah, he. I mean, he's gonna gonna be a useful player in in Detroit, or if. You know, he's mm-hmm. good enough. He might end up being a useful player traded to somewhere else because he's he can really help. Like there's yeah. sneaky pros coming out of Boulder. Uh, the thing that I watch when or thing that I like when I watch Jabari um, and I didn't full disclosure, I didn't watch a ton of Colorado basketball. I'm an NBA guy, but I've watched him in summer league. And the thing that stands out is he knows how to play basketball like that. That's the simplest yeah. way I can say it. His feel is really impressive on both ends. Did that stick out to you early in his career? Like were there moments when you said, oh, you know, this kid just kind of gets it? Yeah, because he's, you know, the, the, the one thing about Jabari, he's got a nose for the ball. Mm-hmm. And I've, you know, we, we another pro, and he's not in the league anymore, unfortunately, Andre Roberson. Right. He never quite came back after that knee injury. Yeah. But uh, Andre was a guy a lot like Jabari in terms of his instincts in, in, in rebounding the basketball. And I think that's something I wish I could take credit for as a coach. <laughs> Um, but, but the fact of the matter is kids either have a nose for the ball or they don't and Jabari has it. And so those instincts that players have, you want them to, you know, play with those instincts. You don't want to inhibit them. You want to have them, you know, feel free. And I, you know, I told Jabari, like go like defensively, he's an elite defensive rebounder, you know, elite defensively. And He's, he's getting better offensively. It would come and it would go. Sometimes he would go to the board. Sometimes he wouldn't. You know, he's such a good three-point shooter. A lot of times he's around the three-point line. Um, we posted up Jabari some, uh, but not a lot. And he's such a good shooter that, you know, he was – but to go – now, that's the one thing. And, again, you say you're a, you're an NBA guy, not a college guy. I'm, I'm a college guy, not an NBA guy. But the one thing I've noticed about the NBA is – they don't you know offensive rebounding is not a big they, piece no, of their nobody they don't does do it. it. Nobody does it. No one's a cra- there's like no crash teams in the league. Everyone no is crest. everyone is get back at all costs. You get yelled at. If you if you don't sprint from the corner, you're you're sitting in the NBA. Um exactly. Teams even do it right. in crunch time when they need an offensive rebound. They are so prone to not crash. That is uh something that just yeah. does not happen in the NBA. So you're you're saying Jabari's got it in him. He he could be a better offensive rebounder there. He could, but uh, Again, from what I know about the NBA, it's probably not going to happen because of exactly what you're talking about. He's going to be talking. And, you know, the one, the other thing I love about Jabari is he's, he's really coachable. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really, um, he listens to coaching. He's, I'm so glad he's, he's with Chauncey, you know, and that staff. I think Chauncey's put together a really, really good coaching staff, assistant coaches who have experience in the NBA. And, and, uh, you know, Jabari's young enough where he's going to listen, he's going to learn, and uh, he'll, he'll continue to get better. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited for his up. You know, I watched the game last night. Uh, those, those nine o'clock tips, man, they, oh they kill yeah. guys like me that have bedtime at 10, but I stayed up and, and watched him and really, really proud of what he's doing. And, and obviously, you know, summer leagues, a summer league, you get into training camp and you get into, you know, the NBA season, it's a different animal, but uh, 
He's off to a good start. Yeah, he looked. He looks like he belongs. He looks like he belongs. It is. It is yes. not a nineteen-year-old who's out of place. Um, and in summer league, sometimes you see teenagers that look like, oh, okay, he'll need a little bit. I don't think Jabari looks like that. He looks like someone who you are doing the calculations. Okay, how do you know how how do we fit this in? Because he's he's NBA sized and he has a lot of skills. Um, and you just right. you want to get that player on the floor. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. More lines, more props, more odds than ever before. Got action on whatever you need. Summer League's winding down, but you can still bet on every single game until the Summer League Championship. You can bet on Major League Baseball's regular season. You can bet on MLS. You can bet on NWSL. Whatever you're looking for, you're going to find action. Tennis, golf, combat sports, you name it. Plus, they get tons of informative articles to make you a smarter, better, and help you win real money. So go sign up for a free account today to take advantage. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. Let's continue the conversation with Coach Boyle from the University of Colorado as we wrap up our chat about Jabari Walker and his transition to being an NBA forward. He told uh, folks out in Vegas that he thinks he can be better in the pros because the pro game fits his style. Uh, do, you, do you agree with that to some extent? Yeah, I think, you know, I think time will tell. I, you know, it's, uh, he was just scratching the surface in college. Sure. You know, I mean, he had a great sophomore year at a very good freshman year so yeah i mean i don't i don't know how to answer that i don't know you know he was a heck of a college player yeah, he, and, was, uh, he, he just led know, the pac 12 and rebounding was like top five in scoring he's pretty good in college too exactly and 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 again jabari just has a way there's some guys you know it's amazing there's some guys that uh just have a way of kind of stuff in the stat sheet so to speak yep and and uh he's he's one of those guys you know you Sometimes he play, and I'm like, ah, Jabari wouldn't. I don't think he was very good tonight. And he's got 15 points and you know, uh, 11 rebounds, and you know, he had 17 double doubles, led the Pac-12 in double doubles. Um, he was really on a streak there, where because uh, he he can score and he can rebound, and uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll. I think you know the jury's out. Look, sure. Uh, sure. The the NBA is a it's a it's a man's league, as they say, yep. and uh, no babies allowed, right? And Jabari, there's no question in my mind, he's got the ability to play in that league. And but what I've what I've learned from just watching the guys like Andre, like Alec, who are as talented as guys that we've coached. I mean, you you know, Jabari's right in that that mix. Spencer and, and Derek, they have to get in the right situations. Yeah, absolutely. And that's and that's the key. And that's where I just hope that Portland's the right situation. Because if it is, he'll be successful. If it's not, you know, he's going to have to find one, uh, one uh, situation that is right. And uh, so there's, there's a, a lot that goes into making an NBA roster. It's not all just. And sticking in the league like that. The hardest thing to do is stick. Uh, He's done. He has done step one, which is here's name called on draft night and, and, and get invited to summer league. Sticking in the league is a whole different, a whole different different deal. And I, you know, I always say the, the guys that get to their second contract are the guys that are ready for the league. Derek right. White was ready for the league when he got there. He got to his second contract. Spencer Dinwiddie was ready for the league. Alec Burks was ready for the league. Andre Roberson was ready for the league. I think Jabari Walker's ready for the league, but he's 19 years old. He's really right. young. I mean, Alec Alec was young, but uh, you know, and, and and again, he had to kind of find his way. Sure. You know, it didn't it it did, didn't uh, uh, work out for the team that drafted him, but then he found found a home in Utah and, and had a had a really good career there. Yeah, it made himself a bunch of money with the, with the Jazz. Like it worked out for him. Uh, yep. 
what is what is Coach Bill's relationship with the uh, with the Buffs basketball program? Is he is he around, connected to it? Still? You know, he's not around as much because obviously he's busy coaching right. the team. Right. But Chauncey Chauncey uh, has been great to me since I became the head coach here twelve years ago. Uh, you know, his brother Rodney, who's on his staff now right. in Portland, um, was one of my assistant coaches for the, my first six years at Colorado. Then he went off and uh, was the head coach at University of Denver, and now he's. He's fortunate enough to be with uh, with the Trailblazers in the league. So, uh, I've known the Billups family now for for twelve years. I knew Chauncey off and on a little bit before I got the job, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's been great to to the Buffs. Uh, he's come back and spoken to our team at times. It's been a few years since he's been back on campus, but uh, you know we stay in touch. We talk. Uh, I follow the Blazers. I know he follows the Buffs, and so our relationship's a good one. Um, you know, I wish I got a chance to see him a little bit more. I, and I got a chance to see him when Rodney was on staff and, mm-hmm. and Chauncey was living in Denver. But now that he's obviously coaching in the NBA, he's got he's got his hands full with the Blazers. So yeah, it's, we, don't, it's, we don't talk as much as we once did, but always pulling for each other, I think. Yeah, I mean, I know that he he holds uh, just like from talking to him, he he really holds the program in high regard. Like he he, yeah. he he's rooting for you, even if he does yes. have a pretty demanding 10 months out of his year. You got to catch him in August. Uh, that's his, Yeah, that's no doubt. Good. That's no, that is your real uh, window for the NBA. I've been I've been talking to him for about three years about trying to get out of the golf course. There you we, go. We don't want to do it, but it's it's tough to find the time, you know. Well, I'll pre- when that, next time I see him, I'll pressure him to uh, to text you back and say, "Listen, yeah. you got to play with Coach Boyle." That's right, Coach. Thanks so much for joining us and talking a little Jabari Walker. We're excited to see him. Uh, Blazers play a fourth uh, for my listeners a fourth. Uh, pr- Summer League game Thursday evening. You're listening to Wednesday, July 13th show. This is Thursday evening. You'll get to see Jabari again, and the Blazers will play at least one more game in Vegas. Uh, and I, two more chances to see a promising youngster. So uh, be sure to check that out. And Coach, thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Enjoy Jabari. He's a great one. We will. Thanks again to Coach Boyle for joining the program. It was a ton of fun to chat with him about Jabari. we got more shows coming the rest of this week on Locked on Blazers, because that's what we do five days a week, available wherever you get podcasts. So come back tomorrow. We'll have more. Uh, I was teasing this interview. I, if, you, if, you're a, if you're a listener who's listened to the bunch of episodes this week, I was I was trying to tease this interview, but I wasn't sure when it was going to go down. So the interview that you were waiting for later in the week was actually with Coach Boyle. So we got, we got this one away, but we'll have more shows later this week, including a recap of uh, the next Blazers Summer League game they play on Thursday evening. But... We got we got more in the tank. We got more to talk about. So come back and join us. We'll see, you know, what happens with Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz and how that impacts the Blazers and everything else happening across the NBA with the Trailblazers lens, because that's what we do. So tell your friends to listen to this podcast. Make it their first listen. That way y'all have something to talk about. I appreciate you listening. And I'll talk to you soon. Uh-huh.